Do elephants belong on a tea estate? Sonia Jobber, who owns and runs one, a tea estate that is, thinks the answer is yes. They're more than welcome to visit. Elephants need a lot of space. They, they need at least you know, 300 square kilometers. No forest can sustain a herd for long. They have to move. And so, you know, they'll, they'll eat, then they'll move, then they'll eat, then they'll move, then they'll eat. And, and that's the way it's always been for millennia. Where are those large parcels of land? Uh, you have the army that owns large parcels of land. Mm -hmm. You have forest sanctuaries and then you have tea estates. But can tea estates supplement the land area that is required? And can tea estates become areas uh, which provide safe passage for elephants? And I hypothesize that it is possible. It is possible to have a coexistence between elephants and humans. Since I first lived and worked in India back in 2016, and really long before that, of course, humans and animals have found themselves competing for habitat, often with depressing results. India's tiger population still creates a terrible fright when one wanders off a reserve and into an area populated by people. Villagers were still talking about the one captured a few days before I arrived. Breathing a sigh of relief, it had killed only a pig and a goat before the Forest Service trapped the animal and brought it back to a reserve a few tens of miles away. Countless other species have been cramped or crushed by the growth of India's population on a course to become the world's largest this decade. Leopards, like tigers, can also cause a stir, as the recent arrival of several on Sonia's estate have shown recently. But the bumping up of elephant habitat with humans results in some of the most obvious and depressingly destructive interactions. Trains hitting the elephants are an awful and disturbingly frequent occurrence across the country, particularly heartbreaking when whole families of animals are wiped out by these accidents as they try to cross the tracks. Villagers being trampled is similarly common. Wildlife officials do their best to keep the giant beasts and the people far apart, often to the detriment of the elephant herds, which, as Sonia says, need to wander in order to survive, but also at a loss to the humans, who wind up separating themselves from the natural world around them. Sonia is trying another solution. Invite them in and treat the herd to some hospitality. It hasn't necessarily been easy for either the elephants or the villagers who live in and around Sonia's Snuxelbari tea plantation. But so far, she feels like it's working. And she knows what doesn't. The violence doesn't work. The elephants get killed. People get killed. Sonia, as you might have guessed, is an out-of-the-box thinker, and perhaps a bit of a contrarian. Or, maybe more accurately, she's willing to experiment when she's not happy with the way things are or seem to be going. Her roots go deep into this land, what's known as the Duars Terai region of West Bengal, at the foot of the Himalaya Mountains. Her great-great-grandfather was one of the region's first tea planters, among a handful of tea entrepreneurs who brought the plants from China. Her grandfather started Nuxalbari, which Sonia took over after her parents, who ran it for decades, passed away. With some 500 employees and many acres under her direction, she's tried to both honor tradition and change with the times where change brings better results. Like many tea estates in the area, she's introducing organic farming techniques, not simply to win an organic label, but to see where it helps even in fields that ultimately won't be labeled purely organic. 
a lot of what I do is just experiments. You know, I don't have answers, but I just feel like, no, 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 you know, why can't we do this? Can we try that? Can we do... Now, most people just don't have the patience, don't have the means, and, you know, they're struggling. As I did all this while struggling to survive. And I infilled with seed. A lot of our uh, organic uh, practices we are now doing in our normal sections also. One of her passions has been introducing more diversity of life within the tea fields, starting with fostering the survival of tall trees with expansive foliage that shade the tea below, as well as the life on and in the soil. Tea is a monoculture, and uh, to break that monoculture, we need to have great diversity. And one of the ways you can have great diversity is to have a diversity of trees. More recently, she's extended the idea of reconstituting wholly wild portions of her estate, where she reintroduces native plants, helps them flourish, and then watches as a menagerie of native species find their way to the areas. She started with a few patches of land at the edges of her tea fields, where she took us to visit on a recent morning. It's painstaking work that can take years to yield results, but when it works, well... Suddenly we have a huge population of peacocks, Bengal foxes, flying squirrels, stuff we didn't see here before, jackals, and then of course the leopards. It's been pretty marvelous. But elephants? Well, why not? Their visits just take a bit more preparation, or actually a lot more. On one side of Naxalbari is a large forest reserve where a herd of hundreds of elephants spends much of the year. But even the reserve doesn't offer enough space for creatures this size. Protecting the elephants and just ensuring that they have safe passage through the estate and that they're not harmed and that no one comes in their way. It took many years to do that. But elephants are seen as a menace. They should be in the forest, but they can't. The trouble now is that forests have become fragmented. What with so much human development cropping up? Roads, malls, railways, factories, villages. The solution in most parts of India where elephants roam has been to create wide wildlife corridors, often connecting reserves located near, but not contiguous to each other. India has 80 or so of these national. In the Terai region, where Nuxalbari is located, the tea plantations themselves have wound up being the corridors, often to the displeasure of the villagers. The elephants wander into their fields and eat their rice paddy. Dangerous conversations result for both elephants and people when villagers try to chase them off. Generally, the solution has been for wildlife authorities to try to drive the herd through the tea plantations as rapidly as possible, using jeeps, trucks, and strobe lights to keep them moving. Sonia had another idea. She dug them a large pond, where grasses they love just as much as rice paddy grow. She started a nature club for teens in the area, and when the elephants start moving towards the estate, Sonia and her employees mobilize, locking down portions of the gardens for the elephants to pass. The kids stop adults on the edge of the 800-meter-wide passageways, encouraging them to watch, discouraging any harassment of the animals. Elephants come through, what, once every couple of months? This reservoir has been a game-changer in the area. Suddenly we had this grass, which grew with a little bit of rain. It's going to grow this tall. And the elephants love it. Uh, the herds that have come through here, they've been like 150. Yeah, I feel like we should do it wherever we can. 
That's why I call them bodhisattvas. They're just extraordinary creatures. They're very intelligent, they are very sensitive, they're very compassionate. Uh, they certainly have more sense than human beings. This area will have its own microclimate and this will connect up to the rewilding. We'll have uh, a body of water, we'll grow grasses, uh, native species trees and this area will have its own microclimate and then its own diversity will will generate on its own and we will do it along here and this will connect up to the rewilding that I pointed out so it all connects together and then you'll have connecting wild spaces this is what the forest department and the villagers accuse me of that they stay here longer because of because we protect them they can't stay in one one place otherwise they'll just it, it can't sustain them. So they'll be here, they'll forage, you know, maybe a day, then they'll move, they'll forage. To showcase how tea estates can become models of, uh, and champions of, of uh, environmentally sustainable businesses. Rather than just, you know, uh, uh, having some kind of defensive thing. We actually do things which will improve the environment rather than just, oh, okay, you know, we don't pollute, you know, we're, we're carbon neutral. Yeah, and, and what kind of uh, uh, action will have long-term impacts? The trees I'm growing, the forests I'm growing will be good for the next 200 years, if they're not cut down, that is. You know, I'll tell you, the, the climate crisis is a human crisis, right? The slogans which appeal to, because they're simple to understand, save the earth. The earth doesn't need saving, the earth will, will sustain without us. So all these things we're doing actually is that we're trying to figure out how we can as a species survive. So, uh, you know, when the earth gets too hot for us to survive, we will perish and then all the activities that have gone into making the earth so hot will cease and once these cease the earth will in time recover and there will be other species the story doesn't end with humans before we leave Naxalbari, sonia takes us on a visit to one of her favorite places on the estate she came here often as a child and now it's one of the favorite places for her young daughters to visit too they come together often to what they call the magic tree. It's towering, but partly fallen, ancient and huge, welcoming, yet overpowering in size and wonder. Come, we just get off. Yeah, this is the magic tree. Do you want to climb up? The leaves are huge. Nesting hornbills in this area also. Mm. In these trees, yeah. But the magic tree is. Um, it's called an Arthocarp Arthocarpus. Can you come here as kids? Another tree which just blew down in the storm last year, and that had a beautiful vine to swing on. And Tara misses that. <laughs> oh. So notice how 
It's always, there's always a breeze here. It's always cool here in the middle of the day. So absorb the magic of the magic. <laughs> but it's true, we don't bring a lot of people here. And you see the purple flower? This happens in acidic soil. So slightly acidic soils, mm. uh, you have this and you know then that tea can grow here. Mm. Well, mm. Thank you for taking us to your magic tree. We forget as humans that we're just part among many. We're not apart from nature. We are a part of nature. Mm -hmm. So it's best that we find our place in this whole planet and we've seen how a small virus can just decimate us. Yeah, it's part of nature. Get used to it.